Forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the air. They fly so high, they reach the sky, and like my dreams, they fade and die. Fortune's always hiding. Ending's always nice. Yeah. How you been, Mr. Zach? I am doing well, Mr. Josh. Good. I well, for the most part, I got a little little back problem. Yeah. You know, I'm, I guess, reaching that point in my <laughs> age where uh, shit like this is gonna start happening. So. Uh, oh, I do it every day, man. I just I hate waking up. <laughs> just like, fuck, that fuck sounds very life. nihilistic. I hate waking up. I hate waking up. I just want to stay here. All my day. my dreams are so much better than the real world. Uh, well, welcome to another episode of Duck and the Usher. Yeah, you guys, uh, we're doing the bi-weekly thing, so I know you yeah. missed us a little bit. Hope you haven't missed us too much. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little drunk. Are you? <laughs> and I'm a little stoned. <laughs> yeah, no. My my brother put his dog down today. So six years old, little bulldog. So oh, that was rough. Kind of hung out with him and they drank. They drank. They drank. drank. Yeah, there you go. I'll this, is gonna be a, this is going to be an interesting yeah, episode. I, I, I self-medicated <laughs> with the old uh, Quidditch grass uh, because of my back pain. <laughs> so we're both, you know, in uh, out of sorts. But it's going to be a great episode anyway. It's been a week and a half. We've uh, both been very busy with work. Uh, and, uh, very, very busy. Holy crow. Like yeah, Monday man. night was a fiasco, bro. Did it was Not a in sh- a bad way. It no, was, it, was, it, was it was a, a good shit a storm. Yeah, we were, yeah, I was very busy. But yeah, my only days off now are like Sundays. I'm working yeah. six nights, yeah. Sheesh. So I hope you guys uh, missed us. Hope you missed us. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back again in another two weeks. Yeah, um, we'll be doing another movie. The next movie, uh, Boondocks, will be our next one. Not not yeah. the one we're talking about right now. No. But, uh, did you watch anything I fun? watched uh, quite a bit, actually. Yeah. I think having more time off between episodes allows me to like binge, binge some of the things I otherwise <laughs> oh, wouldn't geez. have time to. Knocking something over? Knocking shit over. Uh, I, I had a double feature with my roommate. She's a, She was uh, really excited about getting this uh, pair of movies for Jim Jarmusch, directed uh, Night on Earth, and from like 91. I don't think I've seen that one. And Coffee and Cigarettes, which I had seen back in like 2005. That's every morning for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> great movie then. Uh, <laughs> they're both sort of uh, like, uh, what's the word for, uh, uh, anthology sort of type films okay. where- each scene is just a, like a long scene in a specific part of the movie, and then it moves on to another short little bit. And uh, Night on Earth was just basically about cab fares. You'd be in uh, four different, five different parts of the world, and uh, and each one was a cab driver with this particular fare and the conversations they have while driving around. There's a New York, there's an LA. Oh, that's pretty cool. There's a Rome. I feel like I've heard of this before. Didn't it's someone try to? Did, I feel like someone wrote a book about that. Possibly, where, where like this dude like would just write down or like told stories about what the cab drivers would tell him and like different taxi si- cab confessions. Yeah, or something. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and like different. Is that the thing? It was fi- it called? was fictional. Uh, okay. He wrote it, but I, I guess it 
could be compared to that. Similar to I'm that? I'm not even okay. sure what that is. I've heard that name before. Yeah, the Taxi Cab Confessions, it where it's a, like... Wasn't it's, that a... Was that not a... I don't know if it was a TV show or someone wrote a book or something. Kind of video where, or a book? Yeah. Yeah, it's where someone just... It, they talk about like what cab drivers would yeah. tell them in different cities and shit like that. Well, it's got a pretty ensemble cast, too. We got like a very young uh, Winona Ryder. Oh, nice. Uh, Gina Rollins. Sexy Winona. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Roberto Benini. Uh, a couple other people who I'm 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 kind of blanking on right now. But Sounds like a food banini. Yeah, I'd like a banini. Uh, coffee and cigarettes is very much the same thing. Only it's all these little little vignettes, all in black and white, and it's a collection of every one of the ones he's made since like 1986, 88, and 89, and then he then he made a bunch of new ones in like 2003. And just kind of. And put them all together like a, into one. Okay, thing. Like a compilation. Yeah. Of, okay. Cool. They're cool, pretty cool. cool little, yeah, and, yeah. And, the, and it all just revolves around coffee and cigarettes. And then, like, there's one where this Steve Buscemi is a is a waiter in a oh, coffee I love shop. Steve. Yeah, and yeah. there's just a pair of twins just talking to each other. I love how I say I love Steve. Yeah. I was on a flight with him <laughs> yeah. once. Really? I that. Yeah. Uh, was that Con Air? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then we were flying back from LA when I was doing my book. Um, we were flying back from LA and we we're flying JetBlue because uh-huh. my wife flies for JetBlue and. Uh, we paid extra to like being like their mint, which I guess is like their first class for certain okay. planes. But because mint. I was wearing fucking jeans, I couldn't get on. Was it fucking dress code? There, what? Well, because we're, she's an employee, and it was like, oh, what? I, I had already checked my bag, so I couldn't change. So I had to sit like way in the fucking back while Megan got weak sauce her good stuff. But yeah, Steve Buscemi was sitting like right in front of her. We saw him in the airport oh, and cool. shit. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So what else did I see? Uh, also, coffee and cigarettes is great because there's a there's a scene between uh, Tom Waits and uh, Iggy Pop. In like a like a little coffee shop, and there you walk in, and he's like, "Oh, hey man," he's like, "Yeah, no, I I quit smoking." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, me too." He's like, "You know, the the, <laughs> the best part about quitting is you can have one." Oh yeah, and they're just like enabling each other <laughs> with their cigarettes, and he's like, "You know, I didn't notice any of your stuff on the jukebox." <laughs> and then after, oh, are they playing themselves? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. They cool. are. Okay. Everyone in the I thought Tom Waits was, was playing like his like a no. character because he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Know. Uh, he's well. He's on a lot of uh, Jarmusch stuff, uh, and um, anyway, like so. When Iggy Pop leaves, uh, he like sneaks over to the jukebox. He's like, none of his stuff is in here either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I also I've been uh, when I'm not watching uh, like a series or a movie, I've been like like really into binging with Babish on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's a great cooking show where he makes food from television and movies. And it's, oh, so you were uh, talking about this Babish thing. Yeah. I remember we were hanging out. So I finally saw Once Upon a Time in America. Or not America, oh. in Hollywood. Oh, 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 okay, Once cool. Upon a Time in America is a great oh, movie. Oh, did you watch the macaroni one? Yeah, but the thing is, is that, like, you were telling me that he makes it from scratch. He really doesn't. He makes, like, craft macaroni No, cheese. he made the blue box first, yeah. and then he made a homemade version. Where no. he dried out cheeses and made powders of his own. I didn't see that That's, in the movie. Dude. The, he opens no. up the fucking pack and just pours Not it in. In the movie, in the in the in the show. Oh, I, well, he I recreates thought, the okay, foods I, from the movie. What, was the blue box not around at that point in time? Maybe I don't know if it okay. was craft or. I thought in the movie he like no. did a okay. So I misunderstood. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> no, yeah. He like, I love how he said once upon a time in America, which the, I'm like that's a very different movie. Sergio Leone. That's right? a great film. Yeah. So if you have three uh, and a half hours of your, I watched day, one of your favorites, The Saint. Ah, oh, great movie, man. And I didn't realize we got to cover this because I didn't it's realize it was movie. part. It was a radio show. It was a television show. There's so many little Dude, cool I love, little things. I love Val Kilmer in about that movie. That movie. It's a, that's one of my that's one of my sleepy time movies because like, I can one. fall asleep and wake up and be like, it's oh, another Elizabeth yeah. Shue. She's been like popping up for us a lot. Uh, I also watched Annihilation, which was fantastic. It's a slow burn sci-fi horror. It's great. And I started watching Hunters. I'm like two episodes. Yeah, away. I was about to say I marathoned that shit yeah. out of Hunters. If you haven't watched that, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, really it's great. good, dude. The 
I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm enjoying it too. I was really sad because they leave with a cliffhanger at the end, and I'm like, when's the next of season? Of course, man. <laughs> so. I'm really glad I got on Man in the High Castle after like the fourth season drops. So, so you can just fucking the whole go through thing. it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I watched. I don't really. I went hog nutty. So I, I let my brother borrow stuff. Chaplin. He had, okay. I bought a Chaplin album. You know, I collect oh, albums right. and stuff. And my brother's like, Charlie Chaplin composed music, and I was like, Cha. <laughs> How did you not know this? So he's get like, the net. No, and he, he, he literally he, he literally said he's like, I wish they had a biopic about Chaplin. I'm like, yeah, they did one in the '90s with Robert Downey Jr. directed by Richard Attenborough. Like, here's the DVD. Yeah. Have a great time. <laughs> so, Your brother? Yeah, he never knew that they made a movie. That a biopic. My brother. Giant brain out there didn't yeah. know. Nah, it, Sheesh. He's a giant brain with music. When it comes to movies, well, I, I mean, I like, kick his ass. We all got our movies. blind spots. Yeah. You know? Uh, I also did appear uh, yesterday. It's probably going to be Friday. If anyone, oh yeah, you're on. Uh, if, uh, you're on Chris's Chris Rios. Yeah, I was on Rios first. I was on the Rios first. Paper, on the Crowns. Paper, Paper Crowns podcast, and that that was uh, certainly an experience. Uh, Chris is really easy to talk to and, he, and to engage in like deeper conversation, and it was uh, it was a way cool experience. Uh, if you're not listening to his show already, please do. Uh, he, he interviews a couple of different people, all with uh, varying disciplines within their their personal art. Uh, and it's kind of a, a really it's a really unique concept. I didn't feel like I necessarily you fit should the have been on there, yeah. and, you know, uh, by myself. But I guess you know through the course of talking about like the things I have dabbled in, it I get, seems like he's really good about drawing it out. Yeah, of people being like he, he, totally he asks the right questions. He doesn't. We, well, he, or he didn't with me. I, he didn't with you. I but guess well, we've known each other a long time, so that was kind of easy. We, easy we've been for friends. Guys, yeah. Maybe maybe when I go on, like he'll ask. The, I'm some, sure he'll have more pointed questions for so the things I'm, he doesn't know about the, you. The yeah. magic book I wrote. I'm starting to release those audios, okay. and man, I listened to the first interview I've ever conducted in my entire life with the amazing Jonathan. Yeah. It's like 35 minutes long. Just yeah. listening to it, uh-huh. I cringe. I'm like, oh man, I am not asking the right questions. <laughs> I am not doing. And then like by, you've evolved as a yeah no by you know, by the very adult. end of like that book, you know, listening to like the very last interview, I was like, oh my god, it's so fucking different. Yeah. You know, you can only get better with practice. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, our movie today is Green Street. It, there's two different titles actually for this. There's three. There's three because yeah. I, I know that some people just call it Green Street, mm-hmm. and then there's others that's Green Street Hooligans. Right. What's the other one? The original title was just Hooligans. Which is Hooligans. Yeah. So Green Street, Green Street Hooligans. It came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. It's 109 minutes. Uh, the box office for this film was 4.33 million. Yeah. Uh, there's no budget because it didn't do very well. 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 55% Metascore. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was nominated for a William Shatner Golden Groundhog. Never I've knew never that. Even heard of I've that. never heard of it either. The William Shatner Golden Groundhog? <laughs> yeah. I was standing. Uh, for best, it was for Best Underground Film, which is, is kind yeah, of an underground Yeah, totally. Movie. I, I, I agree. Uh, and you know, th- there were two sequels that followed this movie, there um, but they kind of just went straight to Direct DVD. Direct to DVD, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Green Street Hooligans is a 2005 film. Um, that was the year I graduated high school, and I I remember seeing a, a lot of movies. Then I was watching the shit. Ton I of watched the shit the out of this movie. In high this school. was before streaming. Uh, Netflix, I think, was still in its infancy, or it wasn't quite as popular. Oh five, I don't remember having Netflix. No, Netflix it was, started no, in like ninety eight. It was around, but I don't think they had the streaming service yet. No, not at all. It was just the yeah, DVD, it was just the DVD yeah, yeah. Uh, mail, the mail order, order the mail stuff, order yeah. stuff. Yeah, so that yeah, that's how old we are. Yeah, <laughs> to our younger listeners. Um, did you, you happen to remember? did you happen to pick up uh, some of the big winners in two thousand five? I think I, Crash was I the didn't. Academy or the Best Picture. Um, I can look that up real quick. If you yeah, I'm going to talk about real quick. Yeah, I got some filler. So uh, the Green Street Hooligans, the the little synopsis essentially is a wrongfully expelled Harvard undergrad moves to London 
uh, where he's introduced to the violent underworld of football hooliganism. Uh, and hooliganism, um, for a lot of our American listeners, probably might be familiar with it. Many might not be. Anybody who's in the UK or in Europe is probably more uh, more um, familiar with what this is. So the words hooliganism and hooligan began to be associated with violence in sports, uh, in particular from the 1970s in the UK with football hooliganism. <coughs> Excuse me. The uh, phenomenon, however, long preceded the modern term. For example, one of the earliest known instances of crowd violence at a sporting event took place in ancient Constantinople. Uh, two chariot racing dun, dun, factions. Istanbul next time. Old New York used to be New Amsterdam. <laughs> Why are they? Okay, we're, yeah, enough of that. Enough of that. Uh, two chariot racing factions, the Blues and the Greens, were involved in the uh, Nika riots, which lasted around a week in 532 CE. Uh, nearly half the city was burned or destroyed, uh, in addition to tens and thousands, tens of thousands of deaths. That's crazy. Isn't that just Philadelphia on the weekend? Uh, yeah, the Eagles games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <right>. <laughs> uh, Sports crowd violence continues to be a worldwide concerning phenomenon, exacting at times uh, a large number of injuries, damage to property, and casualties. Uh, no single account on its own can be used to understand or explain sports collective violence. Rather, individual, contextual, social, and environmental factors interact and influence one another through a dynamic process occurring at different levels. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so in this case, the subculture of, uh, you know, firms, as they call it, over in uh, the UK where uh, rival teams have like a, like a non, usually a non-affiliated group of dudes who yeah. are hardcore fans who go to the events and just talk shit. To the other teams, exactly. At the other teams yeah. and at their other firms, and they get into these big old Donnybrooks. And that's what this movie's about. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2005, great year for movies, man. Yeah, man. I remember quite Fucking a few that King year. Kong came out. I like that one. Batman Begins. That's right. Oh, uh, shit. Revenge of the Sith came out that year. That's right. I saw uh, that. Walk the Line. Saw War that. of the Worlds. Saw that. Harry Potter 4. Yep. Sin City came out the saw same year. Same year. Oh, okay. So Which is Elijah, weird, so Elijah did doing work. Did too much. Forty year old virgin broke back. I saw um, every one of these goddamn movies. Hitch. I'm just saw con- that. Constantine. We need to do saw that, that one. That's a wow. great movie. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide. The really bad Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake. Oh yeah, that was 05. Fuck that movie. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry, people. If you like this movie, we can't be friends. All right. Well, I it, mean, it was. Bad. I don't like all of Tim Burton's work. Yeah. Big Fish, I think, is the last one he made that I really enjoyed. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Uh, Doom, that really bad movie. I, <laughs> bad bad video game movie, but it, it, that FPS Great video game that FPS sequence at the end was really yeah. cool. And Carl Urban was in it. Uh, Wedding Crashers, Constant Gardener. I mean, there's a bunch. Wow, there. I've seen everyone. Lord of, those of War, Syriana. Holy shit, I didn't see Syriana. Robots, remember that movie? Yeah, Ewan yeah. McGregor. Yeah, robots. No, no, the the. Is he one of the voices? Yeah, I think so. Was he? Mel Robin Brooks Williams? is in that one. Yeah. I was really freaked out when Mel Brooks is in this because, movie. Because yeah, you because you every old actor fucking episode. dies. Yeah, and I was like Fantastic Four, Capote. Wow, man, I what saw a great those too. Zathura. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude, dude, we should have did Zathura when Jumanji I came know. out because those are connected. What else? Uh, Jarhead. I'm just kind of man. I saw here. every one of those damn movies. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. One, one? one of my fucking favorites. Actually, I didn't see that one that year. I saw it later. Uh, yeah, did what a great Sheen Black. Great, great fucking year. Hell yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. So this movie stars Elijah Wood. He plays a character named uh, Matt Buckner. Yep. Uh, Charlie Hunnam is in it. And 
Charlie Hunnam. He was pretty unknown at the time. Yeah, I think for at this the time because he was. Uh, his Son of the Anarchy hadn't come out yet. Yeah, uh, he was he, in Pacific Rim. He and plays then, uh, Pete Dunham. There's a couple yeah. other people. Um, Claire Forlani. Yeah, and she was. Uh, she was ma- in Mallrats. Ma- yeah, Mallrats. She was the lead in Mallrats. Yeah. I kept like rewatching it. I yeah. was like, God, what do I know that woman Black. from? I was like, Oh, was she in that? Yeah, I was, was thinking she... Mallrats. It's just the lips. I think she has like those like iconic. Puffy lips, <laughs> I, guess I don't so. know. Pouty. Pouty, yeah. Uh, Mark Warren plays her husband, Steve. And yep. he, he plays Steve Dunham. And that, he was dude, the this repairman guy in Wanted. Remember the, the guy yeah, that was the, training? Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. I saw that in theaters. Yeah. And he was in out. Band of Brothers. Was he in Band of Brothers? Yeah. Okay. Which the, I didn't see a lot of. I, I liked. Was it the Pacific one or the original one? I couldn't tell you. You couldn't tell me. Uh, he's British, so the, he was the, probably. The, the Steve Dunham character, that guy, man, he looks yeah. just like Sting from the Yeah, movies. he's got some Sting vibes. Like he for could sure. definitely do like a Sting biopic. Maybe oh, then. Yeah. I don't know about now. That's no, 15 years ago. Yeah. It's weird to look at this movie and think that it, it somehow looks dated, but not really. Like, it, styles haven't changed that much. No, not really. And I'm not really familiar with what you know, I lived in England. I lived know. in England for like six months. In the mid 2000s. Yeah. Uh, well, 2009. Okay, so, so yeah, I don't remember. I don't even know what mid 2000s. The, the style. London I mean, style the clothing was. still looks pretty much. These the guys same. all kind of dress like well, like hooligans or or like what an American might look at and mistakenly call like a skinhead because they keep close crop yeah. hair. They wear like the you know the certain kind of zip-up jackets yeah, zip-up like jackets that have like the turtleneck yeah. yeah exactly what's that fred, fred perry that shit like that yeah. <laughs> um the movie uh, you want to start it out you uh, well, it? i wanted to you some more i want to I mean, talk more. about the director yeah right? i want to talk about the yeah. director because this was interesting uh I, this is actually our first uh female director that we're covering is it <clears throat> well technically third but first uh as as a, as a standalone director oh yeah turbo kid it, had, a, had, had a, girl. a female and so did uh super mario brothers, super mario brothers yeah. did do annabelle jenkel um, so the director's name is Lexi Alexander. She was born Alexandra Mirai. She's uh, uh, born in Germany. Her mother was German. Her father is Palestinian. Uh, and at the age of 19, Lexi uh, became a, for- a world kickboxing champion and uh, later was a USMC close quarter combat instructor. <clears throat> she worked her way up from being a stunt woman to an Oscar nominated director for her first film. Uh, it was a short film called Johnny Flinton. Uh, it was a drama about a boxer. So there's sort of a recurring yeah. theme with combat in her movies. Uh, eager to learn a common language with actors, Lexi studied at the Piero Dusa Acting Conservatory before helming feature uh, films, including the South by Southwest Jury and audience award-winning Green Street Hooligans, which is the only film, I think, to do so at the time to get both of those awards oh, at nice. South by Southwest in the same year. Um, she was also the director of Punisher Warzone, which made her the first woman director of a Marvel film, and also it was her first studio film. That was the second <clears> one with, yeah, with, with Thomas uh, Jane? No, Ray Stevenson. Oh, Ray Stevenson. Okay. Uh, this one was... This was after the Thomas Jane one. Right. This okay. was the, Yeah, right after, but it wasn't a direct sequel. This one took place in New York. It was a standalone movie. It was part of the Marvel Knights thing that they were trying to get off the ground. I want to say I've seen it, but I think I need, might need to rewatch it. You know what? I, know, I, I knew it was darker, but... It, it very violent, and it wasn't received well at the time, but it itself has become something of a cult classic among certain like superhero aficionados yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or superhero movie fans in, in a way and then well, all fans are aficionados if you talk I, to them enough. well i mean <laughs> you're gonna have opinions i guess their most recent movie was a movie called lifted which had heavy like christian overtones and it was about there's american flags everywhere and there's this little boy who starts fucking singing America. as a way to like cope with his father's being deployed and yeah, it, okay. it looks uh awful and uh <laughs> I mean, I'm not shitting on on the troops. No, but it just, but looks just like a movie, cheesy ass, yeah, heavy like handed, like a hallmark kind yeah, of, yeah, real, okay. real heavy handed, and and just like pandering to a, a specific audience like too hard. 
after that, she directed episodes of Arrow, Supergirl, SWAT, and American Gothic, and has recently uh, sold a movie to Bloomhouse Productions and Netflix International. Um, uh, she continues to be an avid martial artist and is currently a student of the Russian-style Sistema. Um, she's a third-degree black belt in Shotokan Karate. <laughs> and at 19, when she retired from pro fighting, she had moved to the U.S. and she met Chuck Norris at a kickboxing event. Uh, he encouraged her to come to Hollywood to act and study filmmaking, and he also sponsored her immigration. That's great. Um, go his, Chuck Norris. Yeah, go Chuck. Uh, with assistance from martial artist Pat Johnson, she landed the part of Katana in the Mortal Kombat live tour in the 95-96 uh, season. <laughs> I think that was very short-lived because uh, she spent seven months on tour doing that. Like When you say live, I feel like it's like Mortal Kombat on ice. It's kind of <laughs> like that, but it was like a Marvel tried doing it too recently. Like They always do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, kids like it. Remember the turtle shit when they were oh, rocking the out of our oh. shell? That cringy, terrible, terrible shot. Uh, in 2016, it was reported that she would be directing a biopic called Crossface about the life of Canadian pro wrestler Chris Benoit. However, in January of this year, just two months ago, uh, Benoit's son David stated that the project had been canceled, oh. uh, which is a damn shame because that would be a pretty captivating uh, watch about Chris Benoit. If, I don't know if you like Pro wrestling. <laughs> I remember Chris Benoit when I used to watch it. Yeah, the, his story is, is tragic. They, he's scrubbed from everything on WWE. You can't find any of his stuff anywhere on their oh really on their uh, platform because well he committed murder suicide. Oh yeah, so they just kind of whitewashed it, they just brushed it under the rug. Um, but anyway, that's, there's a whole host of problems that come with WWE and their and their performers over the years, and we're not gonna take waste the time on that now. This movie starts out pretty uh pretty quick actually. Uh, you kind of get your standard title cards with right. your productions. Um, but it starts out where you see Charlie Hunnam, uh, his character, uh, Pete. They're in a subway. Him and his uh, hooligan club gang. Yeah, they're just walking and they're talking. Just walking. Are, they, are they chanting something at this point? Yeah, they're, they're, just... they're, they're doing their little song. Which carry, I, uh, which you kind of heard it, everywhere. Yeah, you kind of heard at the beginning, the bubbles, bubbles. That's the the United chants uh thing and right. uh, across the tracks of the subway or the the, the rail um, a is a rival game and they're talking shit they're, they're talking, talking shit. mad shit and then finally this uh, and then it like they're talking they're talking and then it cuts to them just beating the fuck out of each other in the streets like oh, yeah it was like a good hardcore old, it was a good old donny brook as they say in hockey knocking down and uh like uh there's a the, phone booth the phone booth like head button fuckers and and i didn't catch it like the first time i watched through the beginning but the second time when they're fighting it's that opening fucking riff for the disturbed song oh is it and like down with the attention. sickness but they cut it right before the stupid ooh, waka, kaka. Uh, ooh, waka, <laughs> fuck that shit <laughs> stupid as fuck so they're Get fighting they're, they're brawling <laughs> and then it, it, it after the fight you know it's at nighttime it cuts straight to harvard right and you see um you see elijah wood's character matt uh exactly. buckner we're just gonna call him matt yeah um he's packing up like his desk yeah so you you like, does he work there? Does he go there? And you find out that he's a student. He, well, he, he walks by like a thing. It said the Harvard uh, journalism, whatever. School. The, no, 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 no. It's, right. it's, he's in Harvard, but he's for the newspaper. He works yeah, for the school's oh, the, newspaper. The school newspaper. You see the name the of the paper as he's walking out. I don't know what it's called. You see the name of the newspaper as he's walking out. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess he, he lost also won his like job. A, he also won like a fucking award. Yeah, his, his reputation, I guess, yeah, is pretty it's, good. It's great. So uh, he gets back to his room, and his roommate is there. Uh, what is it, Von something? It's Jeremy Von Holden. Von Van Holden. Holden. Van yeah. Holden. He's played by Terrence J., who I will I will leave. There's a little little Easter egg about him that we'll okay. save till the end. So uh, yeah, he's packing up his stuff, and you know, he basically he's getting kicked out of Harvard. Yeah. And 
because uh, they found cocaine on him. Yeah, the, or in the, his room. Well, we'll find out that in a minute. Oh my bad. That's all right. Um, the 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 Mark Van the douchebag Jeremy roommate. Van Holden. Yeah, the Holden he's guy offering him ten thousand dollars. Yeah, he's like ten to ten ten grand for covering for him, pretty much. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want it. He kind of throws it away. Right. But then takes it back. Right. Um, he tries calling his dad. So, uh, uh Matt's dad is uh, also a journalist and it's right. like, go straight to voicemail. Mm. Oh, sorry. I'm in Cancun or Tahiti or doing right. something. I'm otherwise indisposed. Yeah. And then, so he takes the 10 grand, he buys a ticket to London yeah. and he flies he into Heathrow. And I have a little clip, uh, throughout the movie, there's some narration. So I have some narration here. This is a really short clip. Um, it kind of sets up kind of the, the mood of it. Here it is. My name is Matt Buckner. Last spring, I got Whoa, what I'm shy there? of my diploma. Whoa. But what I was about to learn, no Ivy League school in the world could teach me. Yeah, just a really short thing. I hope everyone heard that. I don't know why it cut out there for a minute. So yeah, he's landing. He's like, he's basically setting up. He's like, this is a story of me going to London, and I learned some fucking crazy shit. Yeah, um, he's going to visit his sister. His sister. His yeah. sister is played by Claire Forlani. We just mentioned her. She's married to uh, Steve, who is British. So she's American, and it's kind of strange because Claire Forlani is British. Yeah, yeah, she's actual British. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so she's, she's got an American, American accent. accent. Yeah. I think she had one anyway because she moved to the states when she was nineteen, so she when, can kind of like go between. When he's coming out of the subway to meet her, and he's walking up, you see the phone booth that's been knocked oh, yeah, over the, the where the fight happened. The fight, yeah. yeah so she's like fucking. Yeah, oh, just oh, just crazy people. So you meet some of the sister, like they haven't seen each other in. Uh, fucking like forever. Three years, I think it was. Something like that. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, he talks about what happened at Harvard. She's like, you know, why didn't you fight it? Blah, blah, right. blah, blah. And he's like, well, yeah. He yeah, doesn't yeah. want to fucking do it. He's like, you don't understand who this guy is. Like the... the, the his dad's like super his dad's, rich. He's yeah, got a he's lot like of a politician or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah. So he's like, I, even if I fought it, I would lose. Um, <clears throat> we, we meet the brother-in-law. Oh, that's uh, Steve. Steve, thank you. Yeah, I, just I, I didn't that. write this down. Yeah, we I got him. I we, him. Yeah. we meet Steve. Steve Donham. Um, and, uh, you know, we meet him and stuff like that. And, and Charlie Hunnam's character comes he in. His, Pete, his nephew, Ben. Is, yeah. Yeah. He has a nephew, Ben, yeah. that he's never met before. Right. And, uh, Steve's kind of like, Hey, listen, I know you're here. I'm excited you're here, but I kind of got this big night planned for right. me and your sister. And that's um, when Pete comes in. That's right? when Pete comes in and, uh, this he's all like, Jack's. Yeah. He's like, Jack's Hey, tell her. And, and you can just tell, like, uh, I have some clips of Pete Hunnam. So you, or yeah. Pete, yeah, Pete Dunham, which is weird because it's, Charlie, Charlie Hunnam, Hunnam, Pete, Pete Dunham. Dunham. Yeah, yeah, I picked that up. Um, he comes it, in. He's got this like swagger the way he walks. Yeah, and he swings his arms. Oh yeah, George. Apparently, his Cockney accent is terrible. Oh, it's according really, to it's critics, real bad. Which is crazy because I didn't think so a I British person could do not, a bad British accent. It's not. It's 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 just. It's not that it's super bad. It's that it's 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 laid on too heavy. Yeah, he smeared the fuck out of it. Yeah, I mean it's not as bad as like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, uh, but where I mean, he's talking out of the side of his mouth and shit. Yeah, it's just horrible. Yeah, oh, it's a jolly old day. You hello, Gavna. Yeah. No, <laughs> they don't do that shit. With it. Um. So Pete shows up. Um. And needs some money because you know he got into a of fight. Of course, he's the cab outside. I lost my. Yeah, wallet. I lost my wallet. And uh, Steve's like, you know, I got a great idea. Boom! I'll give you a hundred dollars, hundred pounds. Yeah, hundred quid. If you take uh, if you take Matt out to the football game, yeah, and so he's like fucking warm. He's like, I don't want to do this. Steve, uh, Steve gives <laughs> British noises. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> what, like, what the fuck am I? Looking everybody for? listening in England right now is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Listen to these yanks. <laughs> Shit. So, um, uh, Steve gives Matt the money. He's like, you hold on to this. You don't give him a. 
fucking dime of it. Yeah. Because he's just going to. And I know how that's going to go. He's going to fuck off. Um, so they go outside. Yeah, uh, Pete the, tries to. Pete doesn't want to take him to the game. He's right, like, of course not. You're a yank. No one wants yeah. this. He's like, blah, he can't, blah. I can't have you, like, you know, uh, bringing down my reputation so as he the, tries the to local sh- top boy. He yeah, tries to strong, tries arm, strong arm him yeah. to give him the money. So uh, Matt tries to, like, kick him. Yeah. It does not go well. No. Um, he, which, well, he drops him on the cement, and he's like. Pete finds it kind of funny. You ever been in a fight? He's <laughs> like, oh, that was my first one. Yeah. You call that fight. You call it a fight. <laughs> um, and he's like, you know what? I'll take you to the game. I, I promise not to do the bad British. Yeah, he's like, I'll take you to the game. And uh, so the, as they're walking down the street, they're, yeah. I have a little clip of this. Um, right before they go in? Yeah, right before they go in. So beforehand, they're talking about journalists because right. uh, pretty much uh, Pete doesn't know that Matt it, went to school for journalism, but he does know that his father is right. a journalist. Yeah. And, and he's he, like, he makes a comment about it, and Matt decides to like keep it to keep himself. himself. He's, he's like, you know, we don't like slip. journalists. They lie about stuff. Blah blah yeah. blah. He's like, well, because he's in a, a gang for all intents and purposes. Yeah, he's and like, so, don't don't tell don't tell my my mates about uh, your dad being a journalist because yeah. they'll fucking hate you. And yeah. I, I have a little clip of him. Kind of, it's like really short about the rules here. Go for it. That's the point. These boys don't know about you, old man. And if I was you, I'd keep it that way. Another thing, what you hear in here stays in here, right? No blabbing to brother Steve about how your day was or who said what. What happens at football stays at football, right? Yeah, all right. Let's have some fun. It's football day. It's football day. Football day. So they go into the pub. They and meet they all the... Uh, start, oh, yeah, they meet his, his yeah, crew. Yeah, they, they meet his crew. And uh, there's... One of them is uh, is Rafe Spall. Uh, yeah, that's the pilot guy, right? Uh, pilot guy. He was in White Collar. Is that the guy? I I couldn't tell you. He may have been. I the, just he had black hair. The it's the one dude who's like uh, oh who, uh, Bar Barvo, no not Bavar. That's Bavar. Bavar. No, I'm no, trying no. to think. Ray, of the guys. Ray Spall was the one dude who was like uh, Bollex Bollex when he started saying. Oh yeah, he's, been he's in a, a black bunch belt. of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. in the Life of Pi. He was in the Big Short, The Ritual. I'm trying to think of the other See guy's that one? name. Hot Fuzz. Oh, he was Ro- one of the uh, Andes and in Ross, Hot Fuzz. Ross McCall. He plays Dave. The guy right there the oh middle. yeah 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 he was in white collar he played a bad guy in it. oh cool he's really good the show yeah the show oh i never watched yeah. that oh it's good man uh, i love that show Rafe ball recently was in the, the the new uh version of the war of the worlds the bbc series that came out last year oh I and it was more it, it was good yeah, it looks real good because oh. they keep it to this to the book oh nice. in, the, in that time period they don't try to update it it's 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 awesome. the, yeah i want to see it also if you're a big fan of the war of the worlds and neil rawls i know you might be listening and, and when you do you're gonna be really excited um, <laughs> to hear that. Uh, he was in. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was in War of the Worlds. Uh, Neil, you should watch that one. I haven't watched it yet, but he, he's a huge fan oh, okay. of War of the Worlds. Yeah, no, Neil, Neil turned. Me I'm on a fan to, of like the original like audio uh, recordings. Okay, so have you heard of Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds? Mm-mm. It's a sort of like '70s electro rock opera. Oh no, you showed we were yeah. shit faced yeah, one yeah, night, we and you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna buy that fucking album. Remind do me, it, dude, remind me when we're done with the awesome. cast. I all of buy, you, all I, of you. I collect albums. So Jeff like Wayne's LPs. World of Worlds, yeah. absolutely. So right, anyway. they're in the <laughs> pub. Uh, we we meet we meet the gang. Drinking songs, drinking songs. They're doing their songs. Uh, we also meet Bover, which is kind of like the lieutenant of yeah. the like Pete's under sergeant at arms. Yeah, he's like his right hand dude. Does not like Matt. You know, like right fucking away, yank. He's, he's like, like surly and fucking. He's like, yeah, uh, why the fuck you do this? Around. He's a piece of. He's, the guy's a douchebag. Yeah, he's totally much. Um, as they're drinking, they're getting drunk. You know, Pete's like, oh yeah, you know the Karate Kid based on this guy, which 
when they're arguing about the Karate Kid thing, uh-huh. I'm like, it's 2005. Yeah. How can the Karate Kid be ba- based like, on, him. on him when it came out? He's like probably 80, 22. When did it come out? 86? 84. 84? Or something. Yeah. So they're just drunk and bollocks, bollocks, yeah, bollocks, bollocks. And he's yeah. like, bollocks, yeah, mate. Fucking, uh, fucking here five minutes, you're already lying to us. By the way, I, uh, th- this, I said I everyone I knows that our, our podcast is uh, has explicit language in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's going to be some some C-bombs going out in some Probably. of these clips. So if you got a problem with that, I'm sorry. Sorry. Also, uh, if word. you didn't know already going in, every episode, uh, word was this 26? Yes, yeah, number 26. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little late on yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, some people, like, they, they really don't like that word, but it's just a word. Um, oh, they, I, meant, I meant to say as in we give away a lot of plot details. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> yeah, they should know that. Um, so after they're all getting fucked up, uh, no, this is they I, go to the football game. Right, right. But before, before, before the scene, else? yeah, I got, I got something. I was, I was actually really high when I watched <laughs> when I when I did this. I kind of smoked because I had a really long day, and I was okay. like, oh, so, so my notes are really sparse. <laughs> when I was watching this scene, I like this scene because it's 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 this packed wall to wall, shoulder to shoulder. Everyone's lifting a pint and singing these chanty drinking. Yeah, songs. Yeah, it's like your standard like and I just pub never. Nope. I've never learned a drinking song. I don't know any drinking songs. Like uh, I, I used to know one. It's something but, that Americans don't really do as much as you know uh, Brits oh, do. When I was in high school, my buddy did an audition. Uh, Clayton Butler, he probably doesn't listen to this, but he did an audition. And I want to find this drinking song. It was a great song, and he used it as his audition to get into a show. Yeah. And it's basic. It's an Irish drinking song about the bar being on fire and okay. everyone has to drink all the booze before the bar fucking Quick. burns the gun. Oh, I, it's I, hilarious. I, I can't find it. I have no idea what it's called. So if this, anybody knows, message us, please. Yes, yes. I'd like to know what it was. So in this scene, um they're 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 singing their like final like fight song or whatever to get and there's just beer yeah, the getting bottles, splashed bottles. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well there's beer getting splashed every goddamn where and um Bava is standing on one of the tables with that other guy leading the song. Yeah. And he's getting drenched. In oh, beer. beer just everywhere. The scene immediately cuts to dry. homeboy in the bathroom, and that's when he comes in to talk to Matt in the and bathroom. He's, he's dry. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Matt's in the bathroom, and Bobber comes in, and he's like, listen here. He kind of threatens him a little bit, <laughs> like, you don't belong. Blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So then it's game time, and um, they're at the football match. They go to the match, and uh, this is where they do that thing. And I think they do it here in, uh, for games with the Orlando City Lions, where they go to a place, get a few drinks first, and then they march and mass oh yeah yeah chanting so, their, yeah you their got fight police songs. you got police like escorting them all the down. way and they're doing their clap like yeah. singing their chants and shit and it's it's actually kind of cool know, um one of the coolest like things i've ever seen this sort of reminded me of like during i think it was during the the rugby world cup the uh icelandic team did this thing called a thunderclap where like everybody in the audience oh, just goes <laughs> held their hands wide and a single clap, boom! Like the whole place doing it in unison. It's the craziest thing, and it's awesome. Anyway, there's, there's well, the thunderclap thing. Reminds me of there's a comedian, English comedian, Bill yeah. Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not to be confused with the porn star named Bill Bailey. So uh, if you ever do a Google search, be very careful yeah, on that. Be very, Bill um, Bailey comedian, comedian. Yeah, <laughs> but he does a thing where he's like, everyone clap at once, and he's like, it's kind of like walking down the street and picking up a twig. Everyone, one, two, three, three, two. So it sounds like a bunch of twigs being broken. Is it? I don't know. It just remember me. It's funny. That is pretty funny. Uh, they do the football okay. game. They're yeah. watching it. Uh, Bobber at one point steals a media jacket. Yeah. And uh, he walks over to the other side. He walks side. to the other side of the game match and uh, and starts fucking with yeah. the other fans. He starts you know, like, chirping. Well, I'm using a lot of hockey terminology. I said Donnybrook and they say chirping when you I don't talk wa- shit I don't, to the other. Yeah. He, he's just, yeah. He's just talking I don't know sh- any other like slang. He's just talking shit. Yeah. And, and he sort of he's incites a, a thing. Yeah. So I guess the two rival 
the rival uh, groups uh, see each other after the game, and they see that Matt peels off. Away yeah, because because the because the, they know they're gonna go fight. Yeah, and and Pete, and Pete's like, you know what, you you should go home. Yeah. So the other group like sees Matt leave, and then yeah. while Matt's walking down, the other group they jump jumps him. him, and you know they put the credit card in his mouth like you ever had a Chelsea, Chelsea smile, smile. Oh, yeah. like, and they're about to beat the shit out of uh, yeah. Matt, but then boom. Pete they and them show, show up because they use them as bait. That's yeah, what they, I'm assuming. Yeah, and yeah. they just they start beating the shit out of people. And then another half of their the other crew shows up, and it's this big fucking stupid like Braveheart moment where oh. they're like running at each other, yeah. and it's uh, it's it's really pointless. Uh, at and, this point in the movie, I'm like, fucking why over a soccer yeah, I, game? Yeah, and I think at one point doesn't he say like, think of someone you hate? Yeah, you know? think of someone you hate the most. Somebody, yeah, because Matt's never been to fight. He's like, think of someone right. you hate the most. And so, and you get to see Elijah Wood. He punches a couple of people. Yeah, I mean, he, he gets a he's couple a black guys. <laughs> he's a tiny little man. But, uh, you know, I, I can't help. It was at this point that I'm like, fucking, this is just, just seems pointless. Like, I don't understand why. I mean, I like a good scrap, but, uh, you know, there's a couple. Not of, over a goddamn football game. Yeah, well, the, that's what the whole movie's about. I know. It's <laughs> weird. It's just a subculture that I can't fully, like, wrap my head around. And uh, after the fight's done, they kind of, they walk away, and they're, 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 oh, uh, their windshield gets bricked. Oh, wait, that's, oh, yeah, no, that's the same thing. And that's when, like, the yeah, rest what, of one, the, yeah, one of the dudes from the other gang runs away, yeah. and then they all get picked up oh, in the van, and, as and then they meet the another brick, larger group, yeah, right. and then the big, the guy, th well, they're like, where the fuck do you go? Yeah. And then they get in the van as they drive away. The guy That's throws a brick. The big, yeah. yeah, the Braveheart moment. And then and eventually, like, their own crew, or, like, more of their boys show up. Show up, up and, and just start kicking ass. Fucking then they go drinking more. Fracas. Yeah, then they go fucking drink they go more. Dr a lot of drinking in this. Basically, <clears> you want to <throat> have another beer. Like, the next day, he wakes up, and he's like, nothing that, you know, a good English breakfast Fresh wouldn't help. And I, I have this help. clip. So, okay. um, yeah, he's like, nothing a good English breakfast wouldn't help. And then uh, we kind of get a conversation between Pete and Matt. Where he sort um, of like breaks down what breaks the football down, firms are. kind of talks about journalism a little bit yeah. and stuff like that. It's kind of a long clip, so bear with us. And uh, this kind of really sets up we the dynamic. We also talk about the major. Yes. And uh, here we go. Fucking journals. Look at this. West End wins 3-0 in a blinding performance. And our little scrap makes the headline. Bloody muckrakers. So, what is this? Bollocks journal bullshit. No, no, this. The yeah. GSE. Oh, son. What are you guys, like an organized political movement or something? No, mate. We're a firm. You never heard of a firm in the States? No. All right. Every football team in Europe's got a firm. Some have two. Christ, I forgot how clueless you Yanks are. Or you've seen a bus at the stadium or it's on TV, innit? Come on. See, West Ham football's mediocre. But our firm is top-notch and everyone knows it. The GSC, Green Street Elite. Arsenal, great football, shit firm. The Gooners. Tottenham, shit football and a shit firm. The Yids are called. I actually put them in there through a phone box window the other day. What about Millwall? Ah, Millwall. Where to even fucking begin with Millwall? Millwall and West Ham firms hate each other more than any other firms by far. Sort of like the Yankees and the Red Sox. More like the Israelis and the Palestinians. <laughs> we haven't played Millwall in 10 years. Their top boy is this geezer named Tommy Atcher. Horrible old cunt. Back in the Majors day, Tommy's son was killed in a scrap. After that, he went completely mental. Lost the plot. Well, who's the Major? Ah, the Major. Quite a legend around here. He ran the GSE in the early 90s when I was coming up. Hardest bastard you ever saw. They say we kind of lost our way when he left. But believe me, 
my boys are bringing the old GSE reputation right back. So basically, firms are gangs. Kind of. But we're a far cry from all that Bloods and Crips bullshit. I mean, shooting a machine gun out of a moving car at an eight-year-old girl. That's just cowardly. See, we might be in a fight and all that, but it's really about reputation. Humiliating another mob in a row, or doing something that the other firms get to hear or talk about. Like a Yank in his first fight back in one of Birmingham's main lads. <laughs> yeah, love, sit down. Thank you. Is that why? Well, Pete, I don't know how to thank you for what you did for me. I'll give another four. Yesterday was a good result for us. We had a laugh, we had a few pints, cheered on the mighty hammers. We was completely outnumbered, but we stuck by our mates and we stood our ground, no matter what happened. That's what it's all about. Man, I could have taken a dump during that clip. I know, now it's a long clip, but it's an important clip. That's why yeah, I, I think like so it's... too. That really like gives uh... Re listening to it like yeah. uh, the. You know, the only thing I'd have to say for, a lot of for, for for Charlie Hunnam's accent is that it's I think it's the A's is that yeah. he's like it, he drags his, his soft A's a little too too long. I don't have an ear for that. I can't uh, tell you. I, I, you know, I, I do wonder about this movie, like if, if anyone uh, in the UK has seen it uh, and their opinions or, or like how close to reality is it or reality is, yeah, are yeah. are these teams and their reputations for having either you know the toughest the fight out for uh, it, hooligans uh, versus the other or because i got a friend who actually who isn't british but he lives in uh, colorado mm -hmm. and he's a west ham fan and uh he's you know he's always you know sporting stuff on instagram with his like scarves and like his flags you know you know talking yeah, about it, go team and shit i find that really weird his uh, name's aaron what up aaron i hope you're listening <clears throat> What's up, Aaron? I don't mean to like diss you or anything. <laughs> I, I find it weird that yeah, it, like the minute that we started getting you know football or soccer for us, yeah, over here, that's when I started seeing like friends that I went to high school with that had no interest uh -huh. whatsoever fucking ever in the World Cup. I mean, absolutely nothing. Now it's like United Manchester, all right? Like, <laughs> what the? Fuck? I don't think there's anything wrong with like no, uh, it's fine. But soccer it, becoming more popular, or especially like Premier League, I, I've seen a lot more Americans. It, like, well, it's become like a new. I want to say a new fad, but it's just it, to be a fan of a when it when it was nothing and yeah. now it's something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I'm saying in like a year period how explosive uh, I feel like. Do you think it, it had got. something to do with like you know, American League soccer? Is now, I think it did like, start blowing up. up. Yeah, like the Orlando City yeah. and all that stuff. Um. So it, right after that clip, they're, they're walking into his sister's house. Yeah, um, and, and Steve is Steve, irate because they're all bloodied up. And yeah, bruised. Steve sees Matt and he's like, he's what yelling. At, he's like, what the fuck did you do? What yeah. the fuck did you do? Yeah. And he starts, uh, he starts trying to beat up Pete and then uh, Matt mm. steps in the way and Steve grabs Matt's throat and like yeah. throws him against the wall. He's like, yo. You're like, whoa, this guy's got some anger issues. He sure does. Uh, you're thinking, is he beating the wife? No. Well, <laughs> we find no, out later. I, I did. Th I thought about that when I first watched this again and I was like, oh, wait, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Because so there's a reveal. There's later a reveal later. For yeah. that person. So yeah. like he does that pretty much. Matt moves out. Yeah, Matt moves out, moves in with Pete. Um, which his sister does not think is a good idea. No. Cause, and they have a little bit of an argument about that because it's like, you know, I, I haven't seen you in three years yeah. and now you're moving. And then yeah. he goes, he's, he's like, like, you're the one who fucking up. Yeah, and left he's to like, when country. mom died, like you yeah. fucking left to another country. And he's like, I'm sorry. Elijah blah, Wood's blah, such blah. a fucking awesome actor. And he's in these scenes. Again, like, like these movies, because Sin City came out. It, yeah. Like I said, it's the same thing with the, the Harry Potter dude. 
It's that they made their Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. It's oh, like yeah. they made their fucking nest egg doing yeah, Harry Potter like, and doing this and doing well, Lord of the Wood. Rings. No, but I mean he's always done his shit. Well, this is our second Elijah yeah, Wood movie. I was just about to say, son. like he's been acting like well from you know from his childhood. But now it's radio like, flyer. But after his fucking Lord of the Rings, he's got yeah. he's got the fuck you money, and it's like sure. I can start doing these weird because I mean he did Wilfred. Yeah. He's I mean yeah. Uh, you he's see doing, cooties. No, no, I saw the trailer right. for that. I think we've talked about this last yeah, time. Yeah, saw the trailer, but he also does like the holistic detective thing, which is oh, Dirk, Dirk uh, Gently's. Yeah, it, you know, he's doing a lot of weird shit, which yeah. is like that's now him. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. It was a Netflix movie with oh, him in it. He's, oh, he's I awesome I, in that. You were telling me about that. I think it was Macon Blair's movie. Um. Anyway, they're back at the pub, and uh, fucking. Barvo or whatever the Barver Barvo. Wait, wait, wait. I think we. Uh, did I skip something? Did we? Or maybe I skipped something. Is this? Is there a pub oh, scene before they yeah, go to the rooftop? It, no, there's a there's a uh, there's a scene where he moves in and uh, this is where we find out it, he's like uh, they're asking him like what what did you do in Harvard? Yeah. And Matt lies. He says I studied history. And Pete goes, Yeah, well, I'm a fucking I'm a, history teacher. He is literally, he's a, literally a history, history teacher, teacher too. Because like uh, near the end, you actually see him in the classroom. Yeah, I'm like, like, Oh shit, he really is. He's like, I'm a history teacher. And he's like, Why? He's like, Yeah, history and PE. And then it, it cuts to, um, Yeah, he's coaching youth. He's football. coaching youth football. And uh, you know, Matt's like, So do I just you know. Like, should I let one ball yeah, go he's past like, me? Yeah, yeah, sure. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure he does. So these, you know, you get like a little montage of these little kids, soccer or football. Yeah. I'm going to say football because I know we have. Yeah, in the context of the movie. In the context of the movie. Uh, so the fo- football. So, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, before we get started, he's talking to the kids and he's like, Matt over here thinks that baseball, baseball is, is better, better than yeah. football. <laughs> and I have to agree. He I think just sounded like Smee. He sounded like Bob Hoskins. Like Bob Hoskins. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I the Steeler and I'm, Stingray, I'm Captain a, James Hook. <laughs> don't you, did you crack another freshie there, bud? <laughs> I did. I opened up another beer. Hey, why I, not? I'm a big baseball fan. I got to work tonight, so I'm but just I'm more. I'm really more of a casual baseball fan. I couldn't like, you I'm know. I'm not a sports guy. I've never yeah, really I know. been. I wrestled. I mean, so did you, yeah. but sports. I went to a school for the arts. So I played a little like, soccer when I was younger. But I played I, soccer I, when I was a kid. I, I didn't played like t-ball when I was a kid. Like I tried a bunch of different things, yeah. but it just never really stuck. Right on. I mean, I still like throwing a ball around and good. Like, if there are batting cages, catch? if there are batting cages, oh, fuck yeah. If there are batting cages nearby, I'd totally go do that. Like, it used to be, man. I, I think something. the only one that's nearby is like 30 minutes away. Um, All right. So, yeah, we have the, the little kid montage of these little kids just. Yeah, Bobber goes to Millwall. Uh, yeah. Oh, they're at the pub. Yeah. And they're drinking. And when he walks in, Bobber walks in and sees Matt there and he's like, fuck this he's shit. fucking attached at the hip. Yeah, and, he, the, yeah. and then he leaves, and he goes to Millwall. So Millwall is like the, the rival, rival gang, like the yeah. the rival gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not just like oh, and there's a deeper like story to it too, which is uncovered which, later. Yeah, yeah, which I had the clip for that. Yeah. Um, he goes to Millwall, and we meet um that Tommy that, Hatcher, Tommy Hatcher, who's the head of like the Millwall firm. Yeah, and Barvo. Uh, is there Bover? I don't know why I say Bar Barvo. I think Barver. I think it's supposed to be like the Cockney slang for bother, Bava. Yeah, I, well, it's spelt online B O V V E R. Yeah, yeah, you want to spell it. I thought it was Bauer for some reason. Well, because uh, of the, the two the Vs. The Vs. Yeah, I think I think it's the pronunciation of it within the slang. And they spell it phonetically. He's like eating dinner or something like yeah. on that side of town where he should not be. I think he was looking for Tommy. He was looking for Tommy. Yeah. Tommy shows up. And uh, they have a conversation. I was going to get the clip of this, but it was a long clip. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think it really is necessary. He essentially like bullies the whole cafe into shutting up while he has this conversation. Conversation, yeah. And then because he's like, I'm trying to fucking talk his shut up. Yeah. And so the, like, there's a couple and yeah. the girl keeps laughing and he uh-huh. goes over and he's like, 
talks to the guy. He's like, do you know who I am? He's like, yeah, I know who you are. He's, he's like, like, well, that's not good. He's like, shut your you cunt up. Yeah. yeah. And, he's, and she's like, and he just starts. You got to let him talk to me like that. Yeah. He starts beating the dude with yeah. the fucking table. Like, just. And then I think one of the dudes is like, they call the cops. We got to we gotta we gotta go, get yeah, out of yeah. here. And that's essentially like the end of that scene. And it tells you who Tommy is. Who Tommy is. Yeah. And, and why and, that's important. And kind of what, uh, what Bobber uh, is about. He's yeah. He's like. He's an opportunist. He's an opportunist. And he's just jealous of, uh, of, of, of Matt. Of Matt's new he's not, friendship. He's not number two in the club right, right now. You know? Right. Uh, so, um, and then I, after this, they're on a train. Oh, no. Pete's going to an away game. Yeah. The whole group is going to an away yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're going they're, to Manchester. Yeah. They're, they're, they're out in the, the parking lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he drops off. He's like, hey, you got to stay here. He's yeah. like, we're going to an away game in Manchester. You can't come. He's right. like, oh, come on. Why not? Blah, blah. So. Matt's going to stay behind. Right. And I'm doing air quotes right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Matt's yeah. going to stay quotes. behind. Well, they get on the train, and then they, they learn from one of their buds. Uh, he's the pilot. Yeah, yeah. He's the, the guy who's the guy already in Manchester. About. Yeah, he's and already he in Manchester. He calls up and says, there's a load of blokes out here. They're waiting for waiting you to arrive. For you. And they're like, like, how did this happen? we got to get off at the next stop. And Matt shows up oh, on the train. Right, and they're right. like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. And then Matt's like, I got a great idea. Yeah. Ding. Well, no, he does. Well, okay. Uh, it's actually Bobber that pops up and hits the oh, e-brake. Oh, yeah. He's like, because he, Matt was like, why don't like, we just get off the next, next stop? He's like, this is a one-way train. So, Very yeah, small, dude, yeah. he fucking punches, like, yeah. the emergency stop. Like, the glass and all just... They jump off, and then they, they, they they're like, get Let's, to... We're going to get a taxi. Yeah, we're going to get, get, yeah, get no a couple taxis. Cabs anywhere. Where the fuck are the cabs? Because they're in, like, the middle of fucking that, nowhere. That station that they're supposed to be at is actually not the real station. I, I read this somewhere. Mm. It, they just put a sign on it and... What, the, the Manchester station? No, the one they got off at uh, isn't okay. actually that station. They give it just a certain name so that I guess it's it's close story-wise. Someone the location. actually But if, when they pan out, the people are eagle eyed. Like, that's, that's, that that's really what they, the stations look like because I rode the train a lot when I lived in England. Yeah. They look just like it. So they get to Manchester on foot or somehow. No, no. They, they get in a cab? Ma no, Matt has the. Matt's oh, like, I got a great idea. Lorry. He, he's like, I got a great idea. Yeah. So they do like a Trojan horse type of thing. Yeah. He's like, he, he, he pays a dude. So they, they pull up in like this like moving van. It's a lorry. It's like, yeah, it's like a, what they call, what don't they call them lorries over there? They're just they're just those those trucks, those big box trucks. Yeah, big box truck. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, big box truck. And they pull up, and all the guy, the 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 dudes are like, hey, hey, easy. And he's yeah, like, the hey, main with the film crew. Or, yeah, with the you film. Know, Hugh Grant. Movie. Was it the? It's not the Millwall people, right? Yeah, it's the, it, it's or, Millwall. No, 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 no. It's just no, no. the Manchester. It's the Manchester. It's the Manx. Yeah. <laughs> So which which one of the guys has like a gnarly like yeah and he's eye like because some shit happened like years ago and everybody who's like top dude uh, within their respective firms all want a piece of Pete Dunham yeah because so like, well, he's fucking mine he's mine yeah. yeah so they they pull up and Matt's in the the, like, the passenger seat yeah. he's like oh hey listen we're we're filming for uh, a new Hugh Grant uh, movie a new Hugh Grant movie <laughs> starring Cameron Diaz and the guys are like oh, oh yeah she's fucking she's hot you know <laughs> uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and they they drive oh, by. Boys, let these cunts through. Yeah, they drive by, and then uh, that's when the the back they of the flip truck open opens the truck and, and boom, Donnie Brook. And there's it's a great like uh like montage. It's very like, slow motion. Yeah, it, I I think I wrote down like music video fight. Yeah, totally. that's kind of what it is. Because they probably weren't like going full speed, but when you slow it down, it looks like you know they're landing. And, and this big is this hits. is fifty six minutes into the movie. Yeah, it is too. Because I have a clip of. Uh, so like they they start like celebrating. Yeah, they're beating ass. They're celebrating. I have a little clip of that. Well, because oh. the cops show up and they start like arresting them. The other they team. peel out. Yeah. And they duck on out of there. Yeah, and he, they... he, I have a little clip of that here. It is. Okay, uh, Manchester fight. Yeah, well the guys are getting arrested right now. Yeah, I like this part. There's, he does a bunch of weird shit. He like he's part of the firm. 
gets he a tattoo. He died that day in Manchester. Everybody knew it, but we didn't. Ike said later that the story traveled across England faster than the death of Lady Di. The GSE were finally back. Suddenly, I was part of the firm with the best rep in London. People around town had heard of me. They would hear my accent and say, so you're the Yank. You know the best part? It isn't knowing that your friends have your back. It's knowing that you have your friends back. And I find it funny because like the whole Yank thing, yeah. when, I, I, when I, anyone listening that lives in England, yeah. uh, when I stayed in South Norwood for a little bit, which is South London by the like Crystal Palace, yeah. and then we moved up to uh, uh, Northampton, yeah. which every English person is like, that's not how you pronounce it. Well, how do you pronounce Northampton. it? Northampton. It's Northampton. That's because I'm, I'm American. Northampton. Northampton. Okay. So I lived up there for a little while, but I was doing magic in a, a pub. If you live in Northampton, The Sun, yeah. uh, which is a pub right inside of Hardingstone Wooden area. I did magic there, and I did it for a few months there, and everyone cool. would like, come in and go, where's the yank? That's, oh, you were the, the yank? That was the yank. Oh, okay. If there's only I mean, one of us, I guess that's good. Well, right? it's, it, no one goes there. Like, it's not a tourist <clears throat> place. It's, oh, yeah. It's like a, so you stick out. It's like a British person, person <clears throat> going to, like, I don't know, Coral Springs or like uh, Vero Beach. I don't know. Like, name okay. somewhere that's not a touristy place. Oh, that's, that's uh, in Florida? Yeah, it's kind of hard. It's, it's like, it's uh, like St. Cloud. It's, like, it's, like, it's like if a Brit went to Bozeman. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a hole of paw or some shit. Yeah, like that. all right, yeah. all right, all right. Um, um, I like this montage because yeah, like, he's getting the he tattoo. Gets, he, gets, he gets a fucking tattoo on, on, his, on his chest. On his, yeah, his he's left. getting girls' numbers. He says he starts enjoying the violence. Yeah, he enjoys uh, the violence, the confidence. The yeah, the and yank. he's like part of the firm, like true. And he's singing their songs. He's he's, he's marching with them. He's chanting with yeah. them. Yeah, he's, he's he's just part of the group now. Um, and then out of nowhere, Daddy shows Daddy up. shows up. Daddy shows up. Um, and he knows about the setup too, apparently. And he's like. Yeah, he's why like, why don't, don't go back you, and fight yeah, it? Why don't you tell me about this? Blah, like, blah, we can fight help. it. And, you know, right this, like, Matt's now a different person. He's like, yeah. fuck you, dad. Fuck you. Yeah, he's, he's being real, uh, you so know, they have like a obstinate. Yeah, he's like, I don't need your help. I'm good here. I don't want this. You know, this is something you want for me. Right. And you know, big argument. And he's like, you know, listen, I, I, I know someone here at the Times, yeah. at the London Times. And he's like, I don't want a job from you. He's like, well, it's free lunch. Yeah, it's just lunch. Let's, Let's have lunch. Talk to some people. So they're like, all right. They go. Um, and when they, um, oh, and during, in between these scenes, yeah. they're doing the draw for the, uh, yeah, for, for the, the, for the FA Cup or something like that. I, I think is what it's called. I forget what the, it's, it's, a, it's it, a pivotal game, apparently. Yeah, pivotal game. And they're doing drawings of like this versus him. Versus, yeah, and everybody's, the matchups, yeah. everyone's listening. Even, uh, uh Scott's, Steve, Steve is Steve, listening. Yeah. Everyone's listening. And, and. The draw is Millwall versus United. West Ham, yeah. Yeah, West Ham. So it's like the rivals. Yeah. And uh, everybody's getting all like, you know, you know, uh, uh, pumped up about it because they're like, oh, it's going to go down. Yeah, we're, and you see everyone have... at work. You know, that's where you see Pete yeah. in his like history and class. And then there's one of the crew. He's a, I guess he's a courier, a bike messenger. Yeah, sees Matt sees him walking into the going times. into the Times and shaking hands yeah. with people from the Times. So, so he calls Bover. Bobber tells Bobber's him like, like he's I a fucking journalist, blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, now, but the brother in law, so we kind of cut to Steve. Steve's yeah. at the house. He's just like kind of getting undressed. They got dad talking over, to his, yeah, and dad's discussing over. his the journalism and and now dad's with the niece and he's like 
Uh, it's, it, Shannon says something to him to the effect of, "Oh, oh yeah, did Matt you know did Matt studied study journalism? journalism?" And he's, he's like, journalist. "Say, Whoa. yeah, yeah," and he's like, "Uh oh." So he gets up and he's, he's like, like, "I gotta, I gotta go. go find Matt yeah. like, right now before someone finds and out." By this time, Bobber is now with the boys telling him about uh, telling Matt Pete in yeah, his car, they all listening sh- to some kind of British rap. <laughs> yeah, and they <laughs> they drive up to Pete's house, which is never good. They drive up to Pete's house and they're like, "Hey, your buddy's a journo." Yeah, and. Uh, and you know, Pete's like, you better be fucking Bullshit. sure about this. They rip this. out his laptop they and pull they, open his they find diary. his journal. Yeah, his yeah. diary, it's his personal it's his journal. Personal but, journal. But he writes like, like he writes it like a journalist yeah, because would. that's how he, you know he, he was trained to do keeps it. Keeps his his uh, his memories um, collected. Uh, Steve. All the while, Steve is Steve goes and finds Matt at the pub. At the pub. And uh, we get a little clip of this, and we kind of find out a little story about Steve. Yeah, he gets ID. And here it is. So you are the major. I was the major. I guess the summer still am. That Terry here was my right-hand man back in the glory days. That was a long time ago, though, mate. How did you get out of it? I was a crazy bastard back then. All I fucking cared about was my reputation amongst the firms of England. I mean, you've heard all the stories about Millwall, yeah? Last match I went to was Millwall West Ham. We're talking a good ten years ago. I mean, we've been waiting for this match all year. At Millwall, yeah, stepping into their ground, completely outnumbered. We were fucking wired from the start. Now, Tommy Atcher, he was their main man back then. He used to bring his twelve-year-old boy to the grounds. Tommy Junior, always banging on how he brought this kid up, you know, to be like a little pit bull. Well, we lost that match, 3-0. And those Millwall cunts started laughing at us. And I just fucking snapped. I mean, I couldn't let it lie, you know? So I assembled all our troops and we hunted them down. kind of a scene where they're showing the boy you know like the big flashback fight I saw that yeah. little lad go down and I saw his skull get crushed under the boots of the GSC Those juicy details, mate. 
writing it all down. Oh, snap. What? You fucking journal! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, essentially what you what is revealed there is that Steve, his uh, brother-in-law, was the major. He was the guy that ran like the, the firm. The original, like, OG. firm person. Yeah. And he was there on the day uh, a, a little Donnybrook of theirs kind of got out of hand, and Tommy Hatcher's son was killed inadvertently in the sort of the yeah, stamping. Stamping, yeah. Like he was, he kind of fell down and like people got were just kind of trampling him. Yeah. He was a small little 12 year old kid. And he so Tommy, frail. Tommy blames yeah, the so, GSE for yeah. it and blames the major specifically yeah. for it. And, uh, now I, during this time, uh, uh, Bar, Bar, Barver, Bover, Bover has gone to, <laughs> uh, Bover has gone to see Tommy again. Again, uh, but but this is all during uh, well, the firm confronts Matt at the pub. Oh first. yeah, okay. So and then Bobber leaves. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's talk about yeah, that. then Bobber leaves, uh, and so all the while, Pete is trying to you know reconcile uh, his feelings about all the, the everything revealed about Matt. And Matt's like, no big fucking deal. It's my journal. It's a diary. And yeah. He's like, yeah, but you know, how, how do I? How can I trust? He's you? like, I studied you it, but I don't practice me? it. Yeah, but. yeah, and so. He and Pete and the major Steve, well, even even the whole GSE is like yeah. looking at the looking at Steve, going like, "What do you think?" And yeah. Steve's like, "I'm not the major anymore. Yeah, this is Pete's club. Firm, yeah. You know, I'm out." So there's this this upheaval, if you will, and so Bobber fucking bugs out. Uh, Excuse me, he I got cracked a beer too. Uh, he goes over to um, uh, it's a Red's Apple Ale, so calm down. <laughs> he goes. He goes over to uh, back to Tommy's place in and, Millwall and says, and "Guess says, who's guess in the, who's at the pub right now?" The major. So he's like, "All right, mates, and fucking let's let's go." The fucking Molotov <laughs> cocktails. They start like, smashing through the windows like dude, uh, they, fucking. It's like, insane, like CIA style. And uh, he throws a Molotov behind the bar, starts catching on fire, and, yeah, and uh, it's it's a disgusting. It, like even even the major Steve's like looking at Tommy like I'm sorry, blah blah. And then Tommy grabs like a fucking broken bottle, bottle. and stabs him right in the. Fucking neck. Yeah, he's like, like you die today, and yeah. we're square, and we're, or square. we're even, or whatever yeah. it says. Yeah. So uh, they they try to rush. So they rush him to the Steve hospital. To the hospital. Luckily, he does survive. And uh, Pete then scolds Bover, who's now all up in his feels. Yeah. He's like, oh, I fucked up. He's like, you're fuck a you. He's, he's like, fuck you. You're done. You're dead to yeah. me. This whole shit. Shannon um, Shannon shows up to the hospital to visit. Says she's leaving. She slaps the shit out of Pete. Like yeah. fuck you, mama. Yeah. And then yeah, of course, dude. I'm like yeah. No offense to this lady. No. I know I know she had a promise where it's sure. like, but I'm he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Like he just got stabbed. Yeah. Wh- where is the scene of Matt saying like, no, Steve came to save me right? and got fucking stabbed. Not, yeah. Not her going. It's not safe anymore. We're leaving you. Yeah. Yeah. Because none of those the none of those other footballers or hooligans were going to attack. Well, we actually. Yeah. We'll and, and the, and the, the bartender, the bartender of the pub, which at the beginning of the bartender of the pub, yeah. it was uh, Steve's. Like Bobber at the time, because oh, okay. he sits down. He's like, "Yeah, him and all used to." You know, Didn't he like this. say something to Tommy? He's like, "All right, Tommy," or something. Yeah, he's like, like "The major's back in the box." Like, yeah. Oh, my favorite is uh, during the scene where that fucking shit's burning down. Yeah, he's like trying to the, the bartender. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He's trying to put the shit he's down. Talking to Tommy. No, but when the when the shit's on fire and he's oh. like spraying, he's trying to like put it out with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. And then he takes a fire extinguisher and just slams oh, yeah. it slams into somebody's head. head. I'm yeah. like, dude, that's so good, dude. <laughs> those fights, somebody would die in these fights. Like they're fucking knockout dragout. Oh, yeah, like I understand how. Like Talk I don't about know about concussions. That, that's why the, the the whole hooliganism thing bothers me because it's like you get 
I understand like a sense of national pride, like maybe two rival teams from different countries kind of mm-hmm. doing that. But that's yeah, also but in the same country. also silly. But yeah, you got people within the same city. Do we do that shit here? Not quite as bad. Rivalry is rivalry, and people talk shit, but not to the point where they want to fucking yeah, beat them to death. Yeah, I know that's true. You know, it, this it's I can't remember the last time there was like a sports riot here in the states. Uh, I mean, unless the Eagles lose or something. But well, no, they won. <laughs> they won the they fucking won. Super Bowl, did, and they still rioted. Did someone bro? like punch a horse or something? I don't <laughs> know. They they were. They they were trying. The cops in Philly were trying to put Crisco on all the light poles so people wouldn't scale Climb up. Them. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, get up there and wax Dude, it they, down. They man. still rioted, even though they won. It's ridiculous. Uh, you should, I, w- I wonder what it would have looked like if they had lost. Shit. Well, I'm trying to see where I am. Uh, uh, so uh, they they she, Pete tells Mayor. the boys that he wants to settle the score with Millwall once and for yeah, all. Yeah. So they 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 like. Do you still have this? Like, do you still work at the the mill the or whatever There's the wharf? wharf. Yeah. yeah. So like, we're gonna meet there. We're gonna fucking yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have this out. That's right. Know? And so, um, um, Bobber is drinking alone on the riverside, and then he like passes it, it, out. He's drinking yeah. like straight vodka. Yeah, he's drinking Stoliknia. Is that what it was? Yeah, I saw it was a Russian. Yeah, Stoli. Yeah. He passes out. <laughs> you know, and and he has like this weird like you know he's basically been kicked out of his entire life. Yeah, his know? whole like, his yeah. whole life, his whole is, life that, is now that club. Yeah. So he's doing like the babos. He's doing his chants to the by himself out by to, the to river. The river. Yeah. Is that the Tams in a van by the river? Yeah, um, and and then like it, it shows like a progression of time, and it's in the morning, and there's melodramatic music, and yeah. it, everybody's like kind of sitting and contemplating Pete, the big Pete fight. Tells Matt that he should just go home. He's, well, like, this no, Matt stays home because of his sister. His sister's yeah, like, but even Pete says like oh, does he? Oh, he's okay. like you should just go home. This isn't your he's fight. Like yeah, just go yeah. home. Go home with your sister because yeah. they're going back to Boston. That's right. Yeah, Boston. So they're all packed up. Another and shit. set of great accents. I, I wrote down calm before the storm. So you have That's like exactly. this music and it shows like every single member just kind yeah. of contemplating what's going to happen. Yeah. Like I could die tonight. Type yeah. of shit. Weird. Or today. Also, not worth it. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, so, what the fuck, yeah, the sister and Matt are there, and he's like, all right, yeah, no, it's all good. Go yeah. grab your stuff. And then she's when like, she comes out, taxi. Matt's gone. Yeah, he bailed. He bails. And so <clears throat> you have, like, this. So it's sort of, like, Braveheart. Like, they're uh, walking down the street. March. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he joins the march. He, he catches up to them pretty he, fast. Well, I mean, it's Elijah Wood. The guy's kind of fit. I yeah, mean, I he looks so. like a jogger. Yeah. He's a runner. I suppose. He's got a small, small frame. frame. Yeah, it's close to the ground. Moves quick. Uh, he goes up, uh, meets them, and they go to the wharf. Yeah, and uh, and I wrote down here. I was like, sort of a Braveheart wall of death. This brutal slow motion, like knockout drag yeah, out. Like, Fort, and then they like clash and hit each other, and it's it's just brutal. It's brutal. It's really brutal. Uh, like they're all fighting at one point. Um, Tommy Hatcher uh, and, whips out a billy Pete, club. Yeah, he whips out like a like a. a a collapsible baton type yeah, of thing. That's it. And baton. starts beating the French shit. Stick. <laughs> El baton. baton. It's actually a mime move, the El Baton. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like holding a stick. Oh, that's fun. Weird things. A fucking clown. <laughs> I know. Um, so he starts beating the crap well, out of Pete. Pete. He, like, I mean, breaks he like, his breaks his legs, ribs, his arms, yeah. everything. Well, like, he, gets, he gets one side of him, like, you know... Just maimed. Sort of, uh, I mean, he's maimed. He's yeah, fucking yeah, maimed. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah. So during the fight, like everyone's fighting, incapacitated. And the sister shows up because she's looking for Matt. Yeah, and they're like trying to wave her down. Like, she pulls get out up because like, they, they want to take Pete to safety, <clears throat> right? Know? To get like, him out of there. Yeah, you know, he's get your king though. out of the out of the yeah. arena. Even Tommy like was like, "You're done," you know. I've you know because he starts goading him. Yeah, because one of their one of the rival dudes goes over to the car and starts like threatening. Uh, uh, the the sister in law. Well, it was it was a thing where the sister pulls up, yeah. and then Pete's like, he's "Get like, her out of here!" Yeah. Because 
the, the kid is in wife, there yeah. and Tommy will want to kill. He's like, do you know what would happen if Tommy gets in that fucking yeah, car? He's, he's going to murder too. the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. So they, the, yeah. One of the Hatcher guys runs up, she locks the door <clears> and then Tommy starts walking up yeah. to the thing. And, and I, then Pete stands Matt up. cracks some fool with a bit of wood. And oh then, yeah. He'd be some and, fuck. And then he guy. starts over toward the car to, you know, and then that big dude starts beating on Matt. Um, uh, that's when Bobber shows up and drop kicks the motherfucker. Yeah, like like straight blah into the hood of the car. So he and Matt, oh no, yeah, because uh, Pete goes if you want to redeem yourself, save, save my, my sister, yeah, yeah. save my family. Yeah, is what he says. So yeah, Bobber Steven, helps. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, Bobber and Matt beat the fuck out of the. Steve's big dude. still in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, Steve's still in the hospital. Yeah, sorry. So uh, and then Tommy's on his way over there to do his worst, and that's when. Uh, Pete starts goading him. Yeah, he's like, so like you know, you know why your son died because, because you, you didn't protect him. That was you, and that fucking sends Tommy into this Tom, oh. like uh, berserker mode and beats the ever living shit. Yeah, he jumps on out of Pete. He jumps on Pete and just starts. I mean, just punching his face until he can't move anymore. He just and, and he's telling a story. I should have grabbed that clip. That's a brutal clip. It's pretty brutal. But he's just like you know, it's a lot of wet, it's a lot of meaty this, smacks. This, bam, bam, yeah. bam, and kills he, him. And everyone stops. Yeah, like like the but, fight oh, just shit. the fight just stops and goes like, oh my god. God, like you've lost your mind. You just literally murdered yeah. a man in front of us. We want to hurt each other. We don't want to kill each other. Yeah. But until it until it gets that far, you know. And it's, uh, all, it's stupid. Pete Pete bites the he buys the farm. He buys dies. the farm. Yeah, he dies. That's one of your favorite sayings. Yeah. Megan pointed that out once. She's like he always says buys the farm. Yeah, I got that like, from the Robert A. <laughs> Heinlein book Starship Troopers because that was what the buys soldiers the would say for. Oh, he retired. He bought the farm. You know, like when you retire. Yeah. But it yeah. just means you died. died. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Pete dies. Um, then we kind of have this thing where I guess I do say that they're driving off like uh, Matt's leaving with his sister. You see that Steve finds out. And that, that I think is the worst scene is when Steve finds out that yeah. his brother died because he starts ripping out the IVs. And yeah. There's like blood all over his arm. And he's just I mean, he's losing his damn mind. But there's like this soft score behind. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it, it's 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 painful. It's heart wrenching yeah, because because his wife just fucking left them senseless death. He almost died himself. Yeah. His wife leaves him yeah. with their baby. Yeah. And then his brother and his dies. brother dies. And so, yeah, that would do it to a dude. Um, there's a. This isn't the end of the movie, but I'm going to play this scene. This is this is yeah. when he's kind of going back to Boston, and there's a little bit more, which we'll talk about. So in just a remember minute. the song that that little that song that was playing over the final fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good song. We'll come to that. Okay. Uh, here's a. This is a kind of Matt's final monologue of the movie, but not the end of the movie. Pete Dunham's life taught me there's a time to stand your ground. His death taught me there's a time to walk away. I would never have the chance to thank him, but I could live in a way that would honor him. So that's kind of him in the car as they're driving away, like yeah. going back to Boston type of thing. Yeah, talk about the song. I need you to get your uh, get the Rios. Uh, oh, okay. I'll get the, the Rios clip up. ready. You ready? All right. All right. Is it is it really a Rios clip? I think it is. I think it's worth worth right. an OMG. All, all right. right. Here so, we go. Um, Matt uh, is back home after this, and he confronts the guy who essentially set him up. Yeah, the douchebag. Yeah, and that guy's name is Terrence J. He okay. plays the part the actor. of Jeremy Van Holden. Mm -hmm. He's also a musician. Who wrote and sang that song over the final fight? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, really? Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh wow! He had a few other acting credits after this. Uh, he he was in Mean Street Hooligans two. 
or Green, Green Street. Green, mean sorry, Street sorry. Hooligans. Green Street Hooligans 2. He played a different character named Joss Habit, uh, but he's also contributed music to other movies as well. You know who's the original Green Street Hooligan? Who's that? Oscar the Grouch. Oh, okay, all right. That's a Sesame Street hooligan. That's right, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah. So it, when Matt, yeah, when Matt comes back, yeah, um, you see that that Van Dow, the douchebag from the beginning, and he's in like a private club, you know, like a cigar, like yeah. private and he, country club. He finds the dude in the bathroom and, and doing cocaine, fucking strong arms the fuck out of him, well, puts he, him in the wall. Well, he he opens it up and he's like, you know, he's like, hey, hey, what's up, dude? You said that you would take care of me for taking the fall because he's recording it. Oh, so he yeah, records yeah, yeah. him saying it, and then he's like, "Well, fuck you, dude, get out of here." And then when he closes the door, he plays the recording back, and he's yeah. like, "What? You can't do that." And then yeah, the the douchebag tries to hit him, and he's like, "Don't do that." And he's like, yeah, oh. yeah, and he gets him. Fucking. All those Donnie Brooks he was in had yeah. him ready to take this little fucking Ivy League pussy out. And then uh, and then yeah, he he does it, and he's like, "I just you know, he just wants his ticket back to Harvard." That's right. what he says. He's like, "This is my ticket back to, to Harvard." Back. And the very end of the movie is uh, the thing that I played at the very beginning, which is this. Forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the air. They fly so high, they reach the sky. And like my trees, they play and die. Oceans always lighting, hard Which is actually the United song. Is it really? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure because I looked up some stuff on YouTube and yeah. like there's actual soccer games or football games. Yeah, uh, where they're actually chanting that. Oh, that's so cool. I think that's oh. a thing. Um, yeah, that's the very and end. That's at, the end of the movie. Yeah, he basically threatens cool. the dude. He's like, "Might take it back into Harvard," and then walks down the street. And I'm sure if, if, that. even if he uh, uh, there was any pushback, he would have been more than happy just to fucking clobber him. I a wish times. he would have been. Yeah, no, that like, would have been great. Like, I kind of wanted like a American History X type of thing with a guy like make him like eat the sink or oh, something. Shit, dude, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, well, we almost saw a fucking Chelsea smile in the goddamn movie. Yeah, you know, no fucking I didn't think they did it is. with a credit card. I thought it was just a knife to the cheeks. Yeah, usually, but uh, you can call a Glasgow smile. Yeah, but you can do the credit card, like you know, that's yeah. what, a lot of like some Batman fans say that that's how the Joker got his shit was the old Chelsea oh. smiles. Well, and, speaking of the Glasgow smile, yeah, there was an actor who was actually almost in this movie. Uh, that was um Tommy Flanagan, who actually has. Oh, the cuts? smile cuts oh. on his cheeks. He played the he was he was with Charlie Hunnam in Sons of Anarchy. Um, oh, he was in Braveheart. Yeah, and he was in The Saint, which we just yeah, uh, just watched a great movie. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, got those, he, got yeah, those he's got very recon- recognizable. Scars. He wanted Tommy to play the older brother, but it eventually went to uh, the other guy. I think the other guy worked because it yeah it, the blonde hair. It, I mean, it fit for uh, the to research brother. this role. Charlie Hunnam actually met with real members of the ICF, which is who this is based on, mm-hmm. the inner city firm. That's the name given to West Ham's former hardcore firm of football hooligans. Um, let's see. Uh, the creator of Sons of Anarchy actually uh, had his eye on uh, Charlie Hunnam after seeing this film and then eventually cast him as Jax T- uh, Teller. Teller? Yeah, I yeah, never Jax watched Teller. it. Sorry. I watched it. It got tedious by the end, but it was It, it was, was FX, pretty all right. right? It was not, yeah. It might be on Hulu soon. I know FX. I think it is. It is was it? on Netflix. I feel like I should watch time. it. I knew it was it's good. It's okay. I think I mean, you'd enjoy it. it what's, is, what's that lady's name from... Um, uh, Married, Married with, with children. children and oh, that's uh, Kurt Sutter's wife, Katie Katie uh, Siegel. Yeah, she's in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Leela, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, she was Leela. Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah. Um, this Futurama. is actually really cool too. Um, West Ham were approached by the filmmakers who wanted to shoot scenes in their Upton Park ground, mm-hmm. which they did, 
And after, as they were under the impression that the film would be celebrating the glorious game and its fanatical Oof. supporters, and so they agreed. But once they realized the film's true take on the subject matter after filming had already taken place, they disassociated themselves from the project. Uh, did they have to cut scenes? or No, they was, it was still left oh, in. Okay. There's even a cameo from a guy named Cass Pennant, um, one of the Manchester riot police at the train station. Uh, Cass Pennant is one of the West Ham United's inner city firm's leaders and a notorious hooligan in the late 70s. Nice. So yeah, he was why not? The, uh, yeah, I, I, right? Hey, you want to hear my stories? Put me in the movie. Yeah, I mean, right. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the actors who played the hooligans themselves had to work out with the production's trainer for four or five hours every day. Uh, <laughs> the trainer, Pat E. Johnson, who worked with uh, well, those Lex- fights Lexi are Alexander. pretty. I mean, yeah, they look pretty. I mean, they look pretty good. Yeah, not I too mean, bad. It, 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 like because there's so much going on. It, it's a it's a kerf- I use the word kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a kerfuffle on stage because there's so much going on <laughs> that you're like. There's yeah. a punch. There's a riot over there. I mean, yeah. it's just there's so much going on that so yeah, you would have one, to have the only somebody. ones that looked that were probably everything in the back was probably just like because it's out of focus. Just so do this, just, just do, do whatever. Yeah. yeah, the stuff in the foreground, I think, is you know, I'm not big on like what stunt techniques are, but typically the one in the focal point is doing all the real the work. most of the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he had most of the actors actually throwing up. Uh, he was working on them so hard, and a typical day would involve basic strength and fitness training for about two hours. Followed by choreographing the fight well, scenes. Charlie Hunnam's pretty ripped in this. I think you see him like yeah. without a shirt at one point. Well, I mean, you like, see how ripped he got for uh, Sons it, of Anarchy. Yeah, well, he's lean in this one. Yeah, he is. You know, he's not like as jacked for Sons. Right. But he's pretty lean. He's got the he's got the the six pack or whatever the you ladies want to. Uh, rehearsals would take place in the afternoon, and then the, in the evening they would all go out drinking, which is probably why most of them were throwing we're up throwing, the next yeah, day. I bet. Uh, and Elijah Wood was actually absented from most of his rigorous schedule to emphasize his outsider status. Uh, oh, keep them separate. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they did that with um, Animal House. Kept somebody separate from the group. So no, just seen... just in Animal House, like everyone that was part of like the the Delta, the whatever yeah. the Kappa, and like they just didn't hang out with each other. Like Kevin Bacon's talked about it. He's like, when oh I, really? He's like, when I did that movie, he's like, I didn't get to hang out with John Belushi. He's oh, like, because wow. they all fucking hung out by themselves, and we all hung out. So that it would seem authentic it would seem authentic. Film? Yeah, he's huh. like, we never really corresponded do, between each other. They do that a lot for movies, especially like horror flicks, where the actors don't see the monster until their first time oh, on yeah. screen together. Didn't so they do it for it? They did it for the new one, maybe, but I, I know they did it for things. Jeepers Creepers. Cause yeah, because you want like that first response that first, of the first, uh, yeah, that first reveal of the monster. Those are, their faces are genuine. Yeah, uh, let's it's see. Sm- that's a smart director, pretty much. Okay, this is what I was mentioning about when they hopped off the train at Macclesfield. I think I'm pronouncing that right. As they were expected at Manchester and being waited for by the rival firm, it's mm-hmm. not actually Macclesfield Station. It's uh, Westbury Train Station okay. in, in Wiltshire. Which is a couple hundred miles away. Well, probably because Macclesfield. <laughs> well, it's probably because they they probably couldn't close down the train station to film. Oh, so they likely. went to a, like a country. Oh one. my god! Yeah. Like Manchester is a giant city. I mean, it really is pretty big. Mm. So when they go to their closing first... that kind of station would oh, be oh true uh, yeah they a would headache be, yeah logistic they, nightmare yeah the English government was probably like no no yeah. <laughs> like absolutely not. Uh, when Matt goes to his first West Ham game, they're at, they're told that they're playing Birmingham. Uh, when they're actually playing Birmingham. Gillingham. Birmingham. Yeah, Gilling. That's where uh, I think Sam Rawls is from. Oh, I know you don't know them, but they're my friends from. from oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I'm pretty sure they listen to most of these shows. Um, and if this is, since this one takes place in London, I'm sure. Yeah, I hope you guys. I mean, they're listening and critiquing and like, fuck you, fuck off. <laughs> well, the, the, there was another uh, 
Sorry to cut you off. There's right. there another movie that was kind of fell under the green things. I know yeah. we're doing Boondocks. My right. wife really wanted us to do Waking Ned Divine. Oh, man, that um, would have been great. Well, we'll save it for another time. It's a great movie because okay. uh, a lot of English and Irish and pretty much that they know this movie. It's yeah. a beautiful, funny fucking movie. But okay. so if you're listening, uh, don't worry, we'll do some more some more British uh, British films. Yeah, that's a good idea. The film's working title was The Yank, um, which ended up just being the nickname. Yeah, that would have been a horrible time. Uh, the pub that they drink in is actually called The Griffin, and it's situated at Braemar Road, Brentford, which is the home of uh, Brentford Football Club. Okay. Griffin. Uh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned the William Shatner Award. That was kind of funny. Yeah, I know. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the school marker board, I didn't catch this, but on the marker board during the match announcements, one of the questions uh, concerning Napoleon Bonaparte was, why was he so short? When, uh, in when they're waiting for the match results, oh, and it shows the uh, oh, wait, the him, him in his history class, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Why was he just? <laughs> I, I well, he just was. People were <laughs> short then, uh, and and that's essentially it for most of the uh, like little trivial parts and little little things in there. Green Street Hooligans was inspired by uh, the director's experience growing up watching her family's favorite German soccer team, uh, Waldorf Mannheim. Um, which led to a fascination with the sport and its passionate fans. Inspired by this, Alexander co-wrote a screenplay with a former soccer hooligan-turned-writer, Dougie Brimson, and Joshua Shelov, and they based that story... Uh, uh, I'm sorry. The story was based on a story by Alexander and Brimson about the firm of West Ham United, the ICF. I, I would say that, yeah, the, the, the soccer fo- slash football, I have to do this for the American slash... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. I would say, yeah, as far as, like, the World Cup, I mean, that's a, a big thing. Like, we have the World Series here, but it's really not the world. I mean, I would say that football slash soccer probably is the only sport that is played throughout worldwide. the world. Yeah, yeah, worldwide, worldwide. Yeah. I mean, I, baseball, I think, is a close second. There's a lot uh, baseball, of baseball. It is, but, it, uh, like, I, I've noticed that. Maybe, maybe not. I could maybe, be wrong about well, that. Well, no, I have a friend um that when I when I lived in England uh, that we stayed with, uh, he's actually teaching kids baseball in England, and I didn't know that was a thing. And I think it's, I think start, they, it's starting to come up now. They have Cause, a, cause a version like, of the game called Rounders. Well, no, th- this is actual baseball. Oh, uh, yeah, like American this rules is baseball? American okay. rules baseball because he's doing like a little league thing. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's in Northampton. I don't remember the name of it, but uh, Paul, shout out for you. Right on. Um, yeah, they're doing they're doing that, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, because you think like maybe cricket, but cricket doesn't really come over here. But yeah, no soccer, football. I mean, that's a that's a worldwide. That is a sport that every single country does. Yeah, absolutely. Every single country. Every single country. Like, there's no. It right. is the sport. Right. And and there's no like you know, the American attitude towards soccer or football is it's, it's the changed. only place it's changed. It has changed. It has changed big time. But that's because you know we we get a lot of people who uh, who immigrate. And and bring their love of the sport and and also because we're starting to have our own clubs, I think that's yeah, a big thing. Totally, like, like what, I would I think say, it's great. Twenty years ago, I challenge any fucking diehard American football fan to go over there and, and tussle with any one of those hooligans and try to tell them that their their sport oh, yeah. is pussy. Or actually, anyone who <laughs> plays football, like American football, that's what go I'm try to go try play soccer. Oh right, yeah, you're sprinting constantly. Yeah, for one, no, and, fuck then, you. and then you might have to fight. <laughs> yeah, you might be 200 pounds, but there's no way you're gonna run yeah. for 90 minutes. I think straight. hockey on our end uh, is probably the most like as as well, intensely brutal. I think hockey is also a pretty. I wouldn't say worldwide sport, but as far as the the it's very like northern hemisphere. North, yeah, north northern hemisphere. Everyone's yeah. pretty much got some hockey. For sure, for there. Yeah. What would you want to decorate it? 
Yeah, I'm gonna duck read it. Uh, I didn't even write mine down because I already know what it is. Uh, I think I think it's enjoyable <laughs> to watch, but I still have a problem, sort of like uh, identifying with like the so, sort of the romantic uh, uh, idea that that being a hooligan has. That this movie kind of makes you sympathize with yeah. that lifestyle and like you know honor and all that bullshit. No, fuck all that. Uh, but the movie's still pretty cool. It's a good underground flick. Uh, it, it gives you a taste of what the hooliganism is. I'm pretty sure it's exaggerated because, you know, most films take that creative license. So I want to say that I liked it, but I also won't. It's got its flaws. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put it on a list. So it's a, it's two ducks. Two for you. It's a four ducker for me. Okay. And, and it, not because you it's got a, a connection to it. Yeah. Not because it's a great movie. It's because I watched it a lot in high school because right. my, uh, Christopher Hollis, if you're listening, um, good friend of mine, we would study accents all the time. And when this movie came out, it was, it was real fun for us. Cause we yeah. would sit there and we're like, Oh, this is great. And try to and it was, make their, it was that idea because, slang. well, yeah, the talk on the slang, but also like uh, our dynamic in high school is that we had our own little clique. Okay. You know, and it was kind of that, not the, uh, I mean, it could have been a little honor system between it, but sure. it was just that clique that we had in high school. So it kind of fit for us. So I give it a four okay. just, just because I've probably seen the movie 12 fucking times. Um, it's an okay movie. Cool. I wouldn't, see, again, it's not, a, it's not on my, it'll never be on my top 10 list. Probably won't even yeah. be on my, on my top 100 list. Right. Um, but I enjoyed it. I suggest you guys watch it. I mean, I it's, a, it's an okay film. It's nothing to boast about, but it's a, if you've never seen it, it's yeah. an interesting type of movie. If you want to see Elijah Wood being tough. Yeah, which you, which <laughs> you, you really don't see a lot. You don't ever see. Yeah. Ever. Uh, so yeah, if you, if you want to, pretty cool you want to see him throw a brick at somebody and punch someone in the face or yeah. see Elijah Wood get his ass kicked, watch sure, this movie. Yeah. You know? Uh, the couple different things this movie led me to that I want to like finish up with is... Uh, I figured I found a new podcast, another movie podcast called yeah. My Hell is for Hyphenates, which is an Australian. That's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> My Hell is for Hyphenates. My Hell is for Hyphenates. Say that 10 uh, times It's Lee, Lee Zachariah and another fella. Shout out to the Aussies. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's an Australian uh, film podcast. It's been around mm -hmm. since 2010. Wow. Good and, for you guys. And uh, Lexi Alexander is the director on this movie. She was a guest on their show, but the only way... She could be on the show. She couldn't talk about herself or her movie. She was only supposed to come in and talk about one filmmaker that she admires the most. <clears throat> what was that? That just that's just their criteria. They well, they want her on the show to talk about. But she just film. contractually wasn't allowed to. No, or? no, 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 no. It's just a. Or is it just like the podcast? Just, is that's like, what the setup for the podcast. Okay. That's what they do. Okay, I was like, wait, what? Like, hi, we want this really great filmmaker to come on. Uh, but, this Arab, Arab, German. Uh, but we just like we need you to talk about this. We don't want to talk about your we movies. Want, yeah, but, we want okay. you to tell us what influences you. Okay, I got talk you. about okay, yours. Okay. And her uh, pick was a. Um, I again, I went down this rabbit hole. Lexi Alexander's pick. For my hell is for hyphenates was about Eugène Palsy, and I don't know if I'm saying her name Eugène correctly, but she is. Uh, yeah, it's this. It's she's an African American woman director who uh, has a lot of firsts in the film world. She I was, was trying like, to see where the name was. It's at the top, or or uh, down maybe a little it's bit. Sloop, well, know, scroll down a little. Uh, it looks like Eugène. Yeah, Eugene. Yeah, Eugene, yeah, Eugene Eugene is what I'd say. And, uh, Uzon. I, 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 Uzon. I dove down a rabbit hole looking for her. It's E U Z H A N P A L C Y. She had a miniseries called The Brides of Bourbon Bourbon Island. Yeah, Brides of Bourbon Island. And now I'm interested to find out. Yeah, more no, about that's this awesome. Filmmaker and listen to more of their shows. Yeah, uh, make sure you share that on uh, 
Facebook. The, fa- I'll Facebook it. The, and the, the podcast that you were talking about. Okay, I will do that. You know, guys, I, we always love that you listen to us. Like, we always do. But mm-hmm. remember, uh, don't ever just stick with us. Yeah, listen man, to other people. I'm sure they do. That's, you know, I, you know, I hope you do. <laughs> you know, you got to be a well-rounded person. So Absolutely. Well, and that's all I got. That's all ducklings. I do, too. Uh, we didn't have Voight Bronto this week, but hopefully next week. Yeah, next week. We'll, next two weeks. Uh, two weeks on uh, the 28th. Uh, this will be after St. Patty's Day. We should have done this movie first because St. Patty's Day is like in a couple of days, isn't it? It's uh, Tuesday. Or, it Tuesday? Yeah, what's today, Wednesday? Yeah. It'll, it's a little less than a week, six yeah. days. So, Well, on the 28th, it'll be after St. Patty's Day, but yeah. it's still March. We're going to be right. doing our, our next green movie, and that will be Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Um. Pretty sure if you don't, uh, Zach owns it. Little known it. film. Zach owns it, so we're going to watch it that way. Um, pretty sure you can rent it. I yeah. Mean, it's been uh, I forever. say you can watch this movie on YouTube, Green Street Hooligans. There's a perfect copy on YouTube. Yeah. If you're interested at all, just boot it up. Watch Check it, it out. It's a, it's an okay film. Yeah, so, man. So other than that, my name's been Josh. I have been The Fish. And uh, watch movies and do what you do best. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Have Thank fun. you for tuning in. Bye.